0: We're going to the book of Revelation, chapter 5. Thank you, praise team. I can't wait for the choir to sing again. We're going to take it easy for a few weeks and let everybody get comfortable. Praise God. I'm just going going to say that uh, I don't want there to be any question. I ain't afraid of Rona. Amen. We're going to have revival over Rona. Praise God. We're going to have revival. If folks are uncomfortable, ain't nobody twisting their arm to be here. Amen. And you're here tonight because you want to be. And I'm thoroughly blessed that you're in the house of the Lord. Revelation 5. Revelation 5. And verse number 11. We're going to read three verses there. It feels so good here tonight. Felt good this morning. Amen. Probably the strangest Mother's Day sermon I've ever preached in my life. But you got to watch out for monkeys on motorcycles. Praise God. Monkeys on motorcycles and unmoved mothers. I believe we're going to be moved, don't you? Praise God. 5 and 11 of Revelation. And I beheld... And I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders. The number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 plus thousands of thousands. This basically means if you understand the language, it means that John's trying to figure out the numeric range that he could state to say how many I saw. And he said it was like 10,000 times 10,000 and then thousands upon thousands. He's saying, there's no way I could tell you accurately how many there were. Now, I'm just going to tell you, I don't care how many that he saw. I I don't want to get into numerology. All I'm going to tell you is whatever it was he saw, I'm one of them. (laughs) I'm going to be in that number. So he saw 10,000 times 10,000, and then he saw thousands of thousands, just thousands of thousands of people, but they were active. In verse 12, the people were saying with a loud voice. Somebody say a loud voice. Man, that was good. Y'all said it with a loud voice. Say it again, a loud voice. See, it didn't sound like that when I was preaching to a camera. What were they saying? Worthy is the lamb That was slain To receive power and Riches and wisdom And strength and honor And glory and blessing It's like it started Flowing off of his tongue like honey dripping From a comb and he couldn't get it stopped He said he's Worthy And he's worthy to receive power And, 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 and riches and, and wisdom And strength and honor and Glory and blessing. He's worthy of it all. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, such as are in the sea and all that are in them, heard I saying. Think about this. Did did y'all read that? Every creature in heaven, on the earth, under the earth, such are in the sea and all that are in them. They were making a noise. The creatures in the heavens and in the earth and in the sea were saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him. That liveth forever and ever. I'm glad he's alive. And I'm glad I have breath in my body. Let everything that hath breath. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to preach to you tonight from... Revelation 5 and 12 saying with a loud voice. And I want to preach to you tonight that it's time to make some noise. (laughs) It's time to make some noise. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Now, it's 646 and uh i know you guys are in a hurry to get out of here tonight because we've been having a lot of church lately <laughs> what do you say we just have a little church while we're here it would be all right <laughs> we've got we've got a couple of things that have been canceled this summer other things are pending the campground where we meet for indiana district camp meeting Is not going to open up. So I told Bishop, I said, look, here's my thoughts on this. Let's just have revival at FPC. Invite everybody to come. Let's call it camp meeting. (laughs) Maybe y'all aren't ready for revival. When when I saw that that the doors were opening Friday, it was legit. Honest to God, I started to get on the phone and start calling evangelists to see who could be here Friday night. I am so ready for revival. There is no devil in hell that's going to stop revival. There's no virus in the earth that's going to stop revival. It's happening. Shout it out tonight. It's time to make some noise. And is it forevermore? Church family, a silent church is not going to last in the end time. You mark it down when I tell you tonight there is no such thing in the 11th hour church as being politically correct and having revival. You can't do both. I've heard it said over the last several weeks that it is the will of God For the church world to line up with the government of the earth And for us to be in alignment with their will I mean no disrespect tonight whatsoever when I say this to you But I'm telling you that when I read the word of God I don't see that the Lord is encouraging people to be rebel rousers To cause chaos and confusion As a matter of fact he told his disciples pay your taxes to Caesar His name and his image is on the coin, so pay your taxes. Be a good citizen. But that same Caesar allowed the temple to be destroyed and the apostles to become martyrs. So I'm saying to you, if you think that what revival is going to look like in the 21st century is going to be that the government of this nation is going to bless what God is doing, you have lost your ever-loving mind. And I want to tell you, we've got to get bold because in this hour when they're saying, well, we're rebelling against the government, if we open our door, well, I'm rebelling against the government every time I preach against abortion, every time I preach against homosexual marriage, we're rebelling against, I refuse to come into alignment with it. Are you hearing me tonight? I plan on being a revivalist and I plan on being ready when Jesus comes. If the government gets on board, then get on board. But if they don't get on board, they're not stopping revival. I hope people are taking notes and that the American church never faces this that we're in right now ever again. The next time that they try to close the American church down, somebody ought to stand up and say, Not in this house. Well, I, I think we ought to just be quiet. Well, I'm reading, let me read to you tonight about a loud voice. Can I do it? Yeah. Inserted within the context of this heavenly scene which John sees in Revelation, there's a small phrase that many perhaps read hurriedly by, thereby they miss the enormous and profound significance of the saint. The visionary, his name was John. John was trying to put a numeric value on what he saw. As this revelation began to unfold, he said, it's, 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 it's so big that I, I really don't know how to say it, but I saw 10,000 times 10,000. And it was like God was showing him this vision, but when he got to the 10,000 times 10,000, it's like he just looked on the horizon And I believe he was seeing the 21st century church. And John looked and he said, Whoa, maybe 10,000 times 10,000 isn't enough. As a matter of fact, that just looks like thousands upon thousands more. It's like they just keep on coming. Yep. I know there's going to be a falling away. I understand that. And if the Lord donates is coming, the very elect's going to be deceived. But John said, there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands that are going to make it. I've come tonight to tell you, not everybody's going to backslide. Not everybody's going to fall to the wayside. John said, somebody made it. Somebody overcame. John said it was 10,000 times 10,000, thousands upon thousands who in unison with the four living creatures and the 24 elders, they said with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing." It's a small phrase tucked away. It's a treasure that if we're not careful, we're going to miss it just reading quickly. But it's important and paramount in the narrative of Revelation that you understand the small phrase saying with a loud voice speaks volumes to the power of what happens in this divine moment of destiny that we. The blood-bought church believe in, in the rapture of the church. I don't care where you stand in eschatology and what you believe as far as tribulation. All I'm telling you is that if you don't believe in the rapture of the church, you're in the wrong house tonight. Because there will be a rapture. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. Ah uh, stay with me. I, I'm trying to throttle her back here for just a minute. Say with a loud voice, loud voice, he said. With a loud voice, I saw it. It's a loud voice. I heard them say it. It describes intensity of expression. It's a phrase that goes beyond just the simple uh, thing that you see when you read loud voice. Okay, what, whatever. So they were making a little bit of noise. It's deeper than that. It's the intensity of expression of worship and praise that the heavenly host along with all of the elders and all of the world and everything in the heavens and in the earth and beneath the earth they came together with a loud voice and they began to offer praise unto the lamb this is full of weight and importance for us to understand that not only did they use their voices and instruments to project and shower praise upon the one who by his own blood has redeemed us but John adds the adjective that It was with a loud voice John said they made a little bit of noise When they did it They didn't just give him praise In their own little way They didn't just They didn't look at John and say Well I've never really been the shouting kind I've never really been the dancing kind I've never really been the praising kind John gave us a preview He said if you want to fit in in heaven It's time to make some noise you understand the power, and I don't want to to mess you up here, but if you understand the power of the English language, the adjective modifies the noun. He did not just say, and I heard them with a voice saying. He made sure that he included that it was with a loud voice. He made sure that he modified that noun voice. In other words, they worship with a loud voice and not in a low voice. It's very interesting because John... Under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost while seeing this revelation. He uses a Greek word here that I think is very important to the structure of the sentence and understanding it in the English language the Greek word that he uses for loud voice is M-E-G-A-S Megas. It is the word Megas to describe the quality and the level of the expression of praise that this innumerable amount of people poured out on the host of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who was slain but now is alive. He said it wasn't with a quiet voice. It was with The loud voice. voice. Stay with me. I'm I'm laying a foundation for you here. Now the Greek word megas in our English language is translated uh, to the word loud. But it also means other things. Something that is enormous or great. This is how you and I describe it in our modern vocabulary and vernacular now. You know, that was a mega project. That's a mega church. That's a mega store. Come on now. That's a mega conference. So the voice that the angels and the twenty elders... And the foreign living creatures used to praise God was not a mini sound. It was a mega sound. It was a loud sound. It was a mega voice. The sound of their praise was a mega praise. It was a big time sound. They did not sit back inebriated on themselves and, oh, I'm just so glad that I finally made it. Heaven has never been a picture of so glad I slid in, so glad I barely made it. He said they were so absolutely ecstatic that they made it, that you couldn't stop their praise. Nobody was going to silence them. There was nobody found in the heavens or nobody in the earth that could silence the mega prey. If you don't think it matters, then you've never played mini golf. As compared to mega golf. Because when you can go play Pebble Beach. Or you can go play the old Kmart putt-putt at Southdale Plaza. They can rightfully put a sign up there that says mini golf. Mini being the short for miniature. It's the small version And when John was looking at the church, he did not see a small version. There was somebody that overcame and somebody that made it through. But when they made it to heaven, they weren't silent about it. And they realized that the only way they made it is by the lamb that was slain. Come on, we might as well admit it. You can't make it on your own. You can't do it without Jesus. If it wasn't for the Lord on your side, you'd be lost right now. If it wasn't for Jesus. Somebody say enormous. Somebody say mega. Mega. The sound emitted by their voice was not pacific, it was not serene, it was not quiet, it was not tranquil, it was not relaxed, it was not low-keyed, but rather it was a mega voice is what the Greeks said. It was a mega praise. He said, after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven, heaven saying, hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. If you were to read it in the Greek, it would say something like this. And after these things, I heard a mega bunch of people in heaven. It was a mega group with a mega voice. And they were saying, Hallelujah, glory to God, praise and honor and power is unto him. Now hang tight with me. I'm still in my introduction here. The voice of this illustrious multitude John said, was that, I guess if you read it, at first it would appear as though it was that of a murmuring, babbling brook. Then when you look a little bit deeper, you find out it's a little bigger than that. Because John said, I heard it as it were, a voice of a great multitude. Watch this now. And the voice of many Many waters. waters. Somebody shout mega. mega. He said it was as the voice of many waters. It was as the voice of a mighty thundering. They were saying, Hallelujah. For the Lord, God, Omnipotent, reigneth. Can, 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 can you make sense of that, Pastor? What What... what What are they saying? Look, folks, this is when the whole world has recognized his omnipotence. Omnipotent, all powerful. That means every knee has bowed, every tongue has confessed. Every king, oh, God have mercy. Every king of the earth has bowed their knee. Every governmental power that thought they had it figured out said maybe I wasn't in control. Every scientific lab, every doctor, every virologist, every epidemiologist, everyone in the earth that said, I got it figured out. They said, whoa, blessed is he for the Lord God omnipotent reign. He's the one that's in charge. He's the one that's ruling. Stay with me now. It was like the sound of many waters. So let me draw a picture for you. The sound of Niagara Falls, whose sound level, if you've ever been there, it's amazing to see, is measured at 85 decibels. The sound of a jackhammer is measured at 90 decibels. The sound of a loud rock concert or a good apostolic Sunday night. Can be measured at 110 decibels. So you're talking about a sound that is close to the threshold of pain. When it's measured at 120 decibels. It was so loud that John said it was mega. That means that it pushed beyond what the physical ear could comprehend or understand. Folks, what I'm saying to you. Is This is another preview of what heaven is going to be like. Because if it was that loud down here, you wouldn't be able to stand it. But when I get it in my glorified body. He said it's a mega praise. It's going to be so loud that the ears of man could not contain it and they could not comprehend it. But now that I've made it, I've got a glorified body and I'm telling you it's a mega praise. It's bigger than anything you've ever imagined. God said it was so loud it sounded like mighty thunderings. Right. Yeah. Mighty thunderings. And the thunderings were saying, Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know everybody talking about what they're going to do when they get to heaven. But Bishop, I think heaven's going to make a liar out of some of us. Because I'm saying if you won't do it in the house. <laughs> Come on, where's all my horn honkers? You were honking last week. We had mega honkers. Where's the hallelujah Honkers. Come on, we saw your flashing lights last week. Where are your hands this week? I'm saying to you, if the preacher is the only one that leaves on Sunday night horse in his throat, you didn't have church. You ought to lift up your voice tonight and shout it, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent
1: reigneth.
0: You can be seated if you want to be seated. Uh, Brothers and sisters, when it comes to giving him praise, don't do it in a whisper. Do it like they did it at the triumphant entry when Jesus came riding in on that donkey. said, when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. When their Messiah came back into Jerusalem, they were shouting it with a loud voice, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. You know what? I believe when he comes back, there ought to be a welcoming committee that's been blood-bought, that's been That's been redeemed. And when he shows up, we ought to be saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh. The Greek states that the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a megas voice. For what? For the mighty works that they had seen. So let me just break it down for you. I've come to encourage the quiet crowd tonight. I've come to liven up the serenity singers. I've come to defrost the mummified murmurers. I've come to confront conformity tonight. I've come to tell you tonight that it's it's time for us to break up the party of the God knows what's in my heart gang. I've come to attack the arguments of the passive pack I've come to squelch the cynicism of the silent cynics And the criticism of the silent critics And I've come to tell you tonight You're not the one that's worthy of my praise But he is worthy of my praise And Michael you can sit up there in that window But if you think I'm crazy You ain't seen nothing yet I will be more vile than this I came on Sunday night For the first time in 53 days to bless him I'm not going to let depression or a devil or darkness or confusion shut my mouth I've come to bless him they blessed him for every mighty work that he had done somebody ought to bless him for his goodness he's kept us Through the
1: sickness, He's kept us. Through the fear, He's kept us. Through the
0: darkness, He's worthy. John said I want you to know there's no reservation for the reserved in heaven he said they said it with a mega voice it was a loud praise it was a high praise that's what David said in the book of Psalms he said I want you to praise him in the sanctuary I want you to praise him in the firmament of his power he said praise him according to his mighty acts he said let everything that hath breath praise the Lord David said get a warm up in the sanctuary because John said I saw him praise him in heaven Let me preach to you right here. I don't mean this disrespectful. I've said it and I've heard people say it all my life. Brother Horner, I've heard him get up and say, they shout at ball games. They shout at the rock concerts. But when you say that, it alludes to the fact that we have to copy them. Oh, the rockers, man, they're mosh-pitting while you're sitting there on your praise. Hold on a second. We don't imitate the rockers. Before there was ever music in the earth, that old devil had his pipes within him. That's what Ezekiel said. He said his pipes were within him. Even Lucifer himself was created to play music unto the Lord God of heaven and earth the lord that created can i tell you right now that the praise of this world is a counterfeit for the real deal i haven't come tonight to imitate the rockers i haven't come to imitate the fanatics i've come to give him praise Here, I want you to understand, you can stand up, sit down, whatever you feel right now. So here is what I want you to understand about the power of praise. Several years ago, back around 2000, uh, I don't know, 2004 or 5 I started a small production company a recording studio, very small, and I've been a musician all my life, played a lot of music, but the more I started studying audio, the less I realized I knew about music and sound and that I was actually just a musician, and that it takes so much more to get the sound you want. You understand what I'm saying? like. Somebody can be a good musician and play in church, but when you start trying to put out a record or, or, or record a CD or whatever, there's some different science to it. So I began to study all the, the information I could get my hands on. As I started studying audio, I found out the sound, it travels in like sine waves and the lower the pitch bigger the arch, if you've studied at all about this stuff, it'll make sense, and I'm not going to give you a science lesson, but basically, the lower the sound, the, the bigger the arch you've traveled, and the higher, the, higher the, the pitch, it's a smaller frequency, but it's doing the same thing, basically. That's the short idea, and you use equalization to take the parts out that you don't want, the EQ, you know, you got that back in the day on the stereo in your car, the high mids and lows. And everything has a place to sit in the mix. But I'm telling you that to to let you know. that that The sound that you make, to us, it is audible. But there are actually, right now, while I'm preaching, the invisible part of what I'm doing is just as powerful as what you hear me doing. Because what you hear me do, there is an invisible release of what I'm doing in the frequency of my voice. So when I open my mouth and I preach, if there was any way tonight that I could let you see it, and I wish that I could. But if you go home and do a little science experiment, do a little research, you're going to find out. That when you open up your mouth and say, hey, that there's a reason why people say, you feel what I'm saying? Have you ever had anybody pull up next to you with subwoofers in their car? I'm like, dude, your speakers are worth more than your car. Your trunk's about to fall off. What do you say? I don't know, man, but it sounds good. Those are Rockford Fosgates, man. So there is a frequency that is felt literally. It is more pronounced in the lower frequencies. That's why you feel it in your body. But believe it or not, people in their cars, when they got their bass too much, yeah. it has been known in, in different studies that people have actually stopped or changed the rhythm of their heart right. by the frequency of the sound. That When the bass would drop, it would, it would stop their heart for a second. Now, I want to draw this picture for you, and I want to help you understand something. That praise is not just about being heard. But the only way John could describe it is what I heard. Because he saw the multitude, but he heard their voice. But the part that John could not see was by far more powerful than what he could hear. Because in order for a frequency to come from those speakers and those subwoofers to get to your ear, they have to disrupt the air in the atmosphere between there and your ear. As it travels through, it breaks the atmosphere of the air And makes a way for the sound wave to travel to where you're sitting tonight. So let me just tell you. That we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness. In high places. The scripture says that Lucifer is the prince and the power of the air. It is in the second dimension where Lucifer functions and operates and wreaks havoc on your family and on your church family and on your pastor. He operates in the air. He moves in the air. And the part that is invisible... Now, I'm not trying to jump out here and get kooky tonight, but I want to tell you that they have put out there on the record, just so you know, by no surprise to us, that this virus had everybody afraid because it was airborne. Okay, here goes the old fanatical preacher again. That's why when I walk out of my house... And I say, I plead the blood of Jesus. And I declare that no weapon formed against me will prosper. That's why when our nurses, you ain't hear me. When our nurses walk into the hospital, they don't walk in there unarmed. That's why when our police officers walk into their shift, they don't walk in unarmed. Because they are speaking into the atmosphere. And they are disrupting the airborne virus you've got a right to declare it
1: in the name of jesus no weapon formed against me is gonna prosper i will not fear and i will not be afraid
0: pastor aren't you afraid Aren't you afraid that when people come to church, they're going to get Well, first thing I want to tell you right now is if they get it, they're probably not going to get it here. They're probably going to bring it here. Right, right, right. And there's no way they could prove they got it here. No. And the rest of it that I want you to understand is I'm not afraid of it here. No. No. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not afraid of it. Because at the first symptom. You can say whatever you want to say, whatever you want to believe. I got medical people in this room tonight that have more degrees than thermometers. And they will agree with me that this virus did not just show up here three months ago. That there have been symptoms of this virus that have been around for months and months and months and months. And that people in this church probably had this virus back in November and in December. What are you saying that, Pastor? That's scary. No, what I'm saying to you is they already had it, and we did not fear then. We've already been through flu season, and we did not fear then. I'm saying to you that a Holy Ghost-filled doctor and a Holy Ghost-filled nurse, you don't walk into your shift like every other doctor. You've got the power of the Holy Ghost in you. If you... I'm so tired of the spirit of fear paralyzing us and making us afraid that it's going to jump on me. I believe if it gets on me, that his blood is greater. I believe that his power is greater.
1: I will not fear.
0: I'm telling you, church, that fear is contagious, but so is courage. There are people that three or four weeks ago were scared to leave their house and they've been here all day long in a large gathering of people because courage is contagious and last weekend when you pulled on this parking lot and the Holy Ghost exercised and we began to shred the air with our praise and you got out of your car in the sunshine and you began to lift up God that virus, said, whoa, I don't think I want to be here and courage stepped in where fear was I want so bad to help you understand tonight. Listen to me. Airborne virus, Prince Power of the Air. Greater is He that's in me. Pastor, what do I do if I get symptoms? Go home, shut yourself in, lay your hands on your head, say, Lord, I don't want to get around anybody else. Be sure that I'm all right. Touch my body. Touch my mind. I'm putting it in your hands. I speak healing virtue into my body. And when that fever breaks off of you and you're not coughing and you're not sick, say, well, he did it again. I guess he's greater than Corona. I guess he... We're going to have to believe the whole word or none of the word. I've come to tell you tonight, he's still a healer. He's still a provider. He's still a... There's been people covered in the blood that's been sick I understand that And all I can tell you is apparently their race was run Because I begged God to heal people of cancer That it wasn't his will to heal them of cancer But when they finished Listen now I don't want this to be ugly at all I was sitting thinking about this today You can read on labels things that say it been proven to cause cancer And people keep eating it And they'd say, well, I'm going to die somehow. But then they'd sit at home and say, uh-uh. I ain't going to church. Maybe it was a little better this morning. What are we going to do? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? And do the same thing I've done for almost thirty-nine years. When I get up in the morning, I plead the blood. I declare that I'm a son of God. And when sickness abounds, I tell people with common sense: If you got a fever, stay home. If you've been puking, got the flu, stay home. I don't want it. Am I being rude? Am I all right, brother Zach? Right? My God. Anybody know how many folks died last year of heart disease? Like 234,000, something like that. That's 27,000 people a month. And everybody's still eating bacon. Not everybody. Sorry, bro. I threw you under the bus right there. This is what I'm telling you. I understand. This is a serious, serious deal. I understand that. Well, we got to open up our eyes. And we got to see, in my opinion, and that's all it is, that there is a by far greater risk of me being lost without the body of Christ than there is of me catching a stupid virus when I come to the house of God. And that's why I'm going to live every day of my life as if it's the last day of my life. Because I could leave here tonight and get killed in a car wreck, but I refuse to stop driving because I need my car. I could get killed in a plane crash, but I refuse to quit flying. I could get killed on a mission field, but I refuse to quit preaching. Brother Lang lived in a country, Sister Lang where they said it's illegal to baptize and convert people. And every single day that they had a baptism, they didn't go to a back alley and hide in a horse trough. They walked down to the ocean and they baptized in the bay in the name of Jesus. What are you saying? I'm saying bring it on, devil. We're not afraid of you and we're not afraid of your spirit of fear. We are overcomers. Open up my mouth with a mega praise and i'm gonna shred your atmosphere i'm gonna shred your plan i'm gonna let you know you're not in charge Feel him here. What we gonna do? Oh my God! What we gonna do? Oh Lord! What we gonna do? Oh pastor! What we gonna do? We're gonna have church. We're gonna see people baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, I don't know if it's made it past the first row yet What I'm feeling up here right now But I got a feeling Everything's gonna be all right It's hard to do that over the internet. Thank you. I feel a mega praise coming on right now. Come on somebody let your praise shred that confusion in the room right now This right here is what we've waited for. Some of you have been tormented having to have church on a phone. God, I release perfect love in this room right now Perfect love casts out fear Perfect love casts out fear I'm praying that the same faith that's been on Sister Lang will jump on some of us. I'm praying that the same faith that's been on Sister Lish Malone will jump on some of us. I'm praying that the same faith that's been on Brother Michael Castro will get on some of us. on somebody i'm not telling you to be foolish and go kissing and hugging on everybody i'm not telling you to don't act like it don't exist what i'm saying is you don't have to be afraid that it does we can walk in authority we can walk in dominion do what we got to do come together with our pews spread apart further than we like but it's not going to stop revival I want to thank you tonight, all of you faithful saints of God that broke the back of fear this weekend and said, even if I'm a little bit afraid, I'm going to step out in courage and come to the house of God. And I'm not throwing off on anybody that didn't. Understand that. If you stayed home, that's all right. I'm glad you joined. I'm not throwing off on anybody. I'm saying to those of you that came tonight, I thank God for your courage and for your faith. And I want you to share it everywhere you go. We had church on Sunday, and it was awesome how God moved and how God worked. And when people say, oh, my Lord, you weren't afraid to go to church, no way. There's more hope and power and authority in that church. Listen, we're getting ready to pray because I feel faith in here right now. I know people are watching online, so I want to be really, really careful how I say this tonight. But Romans 13, for some reason, have been really tough for people to deal with. I don't understand why. It's been so misconstrued, it's unbelievable. If Romans 13 and 1 means that we got to bow down to the governments of this world, then we need to bring every one of our missionaries home. Because we have precious people right now that have been baptizing people in Jesus' name in mainland China, in the Middle East, all over the world. I, per- I personally have friends that have prayed in North Korea, personally. We need to tell them, stop, and we need to quit giving to missions. But I have family. That is more than likely watching us tonight from a country just north of here, just across the border. That they do not have the Constitution of the United States that we have to stand behind. Right, right. And I'm not throwing anybody under the bus right now, okay? I talked to a dear pastor friend of mine tonight from up north. on The other side of the border. We were texting back and forth. He was heartbroken that we were in church. He was rejoicing with us. He said, man, my heart longs to come together. I asked him, I said, what, 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 what are they saying to you? What, what's your government saying? What kind of hope are they giving you? He said, bro, right now they're telling us that it may be after the first of the year before they allow large gatherings to come back together.
1: Oh God.
0: In a state just west of here, they're telling people it could be up to a year before their governor says you can have church. You ain't going to have open doors with a quiet voice. I'm going to issue you a challenge and tell you to go home and read how many of the Pauline epistles were written from a prison house. And when you find out how many were written from a prison house, tell me if you think the reason... That he wrote him from a prison house. Pastor Riot is because he respectfully complied with the orders of the Roman government. No. 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 But do you know why some of us will never see persecution? Because we're not persecutable. I plead the blood of Jesus over my family if y'all are tuned in tonight and you are watching me from up north i plead the blood over you i plead the blood over your pastors i plead the blood over your churches i plead the blood over your government and i command every satanic force of darkness to be silenced in the name of jesus i command just as it did for peter for the prison doors to be opened as he walked through two wards at an iron gate I pray that the church doors of that nation come open in the name of Jesus and I release revival to those cities those provinces in the name of Jesus I release angels to Michigan I release angels to Illinois I release angels to Kentucky in the name of Jesus Michael stand up in this region